How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? Ah, uh, you know, a little here, a little there, a little bit everywhere, you know. Right. <laughs> You're a little here and a little there and a little bit of everywhere. <laughs> yes, it is pure mental chaos from here on out. <laughs> That's fair. Scatterbrained, I think, is the term. Mm, I gotcha. I it's guess it's like, better than physically being everywhere. Oh, yeah. Because I was mm. about to make an analogy to like a shotgun. Because mm. that's scatter shot. But if I got hit by a shotgun, I would physically probably be many places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. At least with the uh, video game depiction of shotguns. Um, I guess real life, too. Because that is, I, I think, where shotguns came from. No, that's... They made, they made that after video games. <laughs> right. They're like, They're like, this is pretty cool. Did you come up with this? <laughs> what's really funny is, I guess this, this, what's not funny at all is that um, video game shotguns are like purposefully, they're always close range weapons, right? They're like, what's the effective range on a shotgun? It's like five feet or something like that, right? Yeah. For balance reasons. But like in real life, like, People hunt birds with shotguns and things like that. It's like it doesn't make any sense whatsoever that the effective range would only be like five feet. You're looking at like blunderbuss territory. Like video games never evolved beyond that. Yeah. Um, So it'd be hilarious. Fucking real life guns were made after video game guns. And they're like, why do they work so far? Like (laughs) (laughs) They removed that one limiter in video games. They're like, this can... We don't need to make it go only five feet. <laughs> the the yeah. first uh, variation of it, it actually just went five feet and then physically just dropped. Yeah. Like the gravity just increased to that level. <laughs> right. That always tapers at five feet. Yeah. That makes sense. Which is why you have to stand six feet apart from people. Save hmm. from shotguns. Interesting. Assuming the shotgun that. is at their f- <laughs> at the, the level, level of their face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that's where the barrel is, yes. Make sure to wear your silencers while out in public. Um, no, that's pretty funny. As a as a brief aside, did you ever, as a kid, make the dart noises? Um, dart noises. What do you mean by that? Like you pretend to have like an imaginary blowgun. You go. Ah. You pretend to, pretend to like dart people in the neck or like oh, shoot gotcha. something off the distance while you're in a car. I think like so. A, now, not to not to alarm you, yeah. but I'm staring at the uh, the audio spectrograph at the bottom here, and mine is just zooming by like real fast, and yours is going like pretty slow. Is that at least inverted on your side? What do you mean by zooming by? I see them going at the same rate. They're going at the same speed for you. Okay, yeah. I don't know what that means then, because it, it. So, if we step into science for a moment, or you know, physics. Time. For the most part, I think we expect that when a second passes, it's a second for all of us. But I'm just seeing myself like record way faster <laughs> than yours, One, and it doesn't make brag any, about it. Two it does, doesn't make who any has sense. the edit this week? It's me. Okay, that's then, I'm then I don't this. care. Yeah, that's why I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm sure it'll work itself out. It's funny because like you started speaking. And I see your spectrograph like coming by. Yeah. Um, and like since I started this sentence, I'm now passing. Like I'm going back in time to before you started speaking. If this is visually correct, which can't be possible. 
I mean, I can share my screen if you want, but it is uh, it is pretty pretty standard for me. I would just be. I'm just. I'm curious, like what this turns into. <laughs> if this was an incidental like intro into death loop mm, perfect transition good. i already but, talked about that one though the more likely case is that like if this is something wrong my voice is just going to be really squeaky <laughs> <laughs> that would be great um yeah or just make me sound like an ogre if you slow oh, right. both of them down hello jake it's a good thing i got the edit <clears throat> Uh, so speaking of death loop, we already talked about that. So yeah, right. sorry, my bad. I won't talk about it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is um, this dark? Oh, oh, close one. <laughs> um, yeah, these are talk casts. We usually talk about whatever shotguns and video games, uh, real life corollary, modern hey, weapons in general. <laughs> real, real quick interruption, blatant interruption. Sure. Yeah. What have you been eating? We haven't done that in forever. Uh, so we just got groceries. So I haven't really eaten much of those yet. We, um, The wife made uh, some chicken, um, like dinner panini things, which are pretty good. Got some uh, sweet potato fries, which you can eat. You can't eat just like normal potato fries. Um, it was pretty good. It's nice to have like home cooked food sometimes. Versus... Just sweet, always eating. sweet delivery. <laughs> yeah, like everything else that I could describe to you would be something related to delivery or going out to get food. <laughs> Taco Bell, Wawa, all that. Don't get me wrong. Wawa, though. Yeah. I recently had their brisket again. Hmm. I don't think I tried their gyro. Yeah. I got a hoagie, but by the time I got home, and I lived like six minutes away mm-hmm. um i looked at it just from like the wrapping outside i'm like oh this is a juicy boy yeah one yeah, of my problems they... with wawa hoagies is it's let's layer it all on top of stuff and not try and like close the hoagie mm-hmm. don't close the loop and it's just like meat juice is fucking everywhere <laughs> yeah yeah and their briskets especially i think bad for that that's just no packaging can contain <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> they need to just like wrap it in a shopping bag when they hand it to you. <laughs> yeah, that's no, good stuff though. Um, but yeah, mostly mostly that stuff recently. We kind of have a um, we have a litmus test for when we need to go grocery shopping, and it's like, have we just only gotten like food to go? like for the last uh however many days and like when a meal comes around are we just like what should we order instead of what should we eat (laughs) you know that's usually the test that we have to get more food yeah it's not bad Mm -hmm. i feel like my thing is i'll order food when i just don't want to eat what i have like i have enough that i could survive for like a whole week but Mm -hmm. it's this meal's boring to me that meal would be boring to me so i'm like eh, spice it up yeah no, for sure. Um, I have no such uh, refined taste or you know palate. I'm just like mm, food. That's it. <laughs> Start getting some really cheap ass stuff. <laughs> Find the cheapest yeah. per pound. Flour is going pretty cheap these yeah. days. Powder soylent. 
it's pretty pretty cheap but uh, you do have to balance laziness so we get the drink soylent even though there's probably like 250 a bottle because um, who has time to like literally mix a powdered beverage you know crazy quietly raises his hand because that was a part <laughs> of his dinner <laughs> yeah no that's fair protein can be good stuff um peanut butter in particular really good source of protein um, guys it won't be on next episode <laughs> 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 that is my one weakness also mm-hmm. anything sharp anything that moves too fast right and and peanuts mm-hmm. peanuts the worst of all though probably the bunch right so well peanuts like the most common thing mm-hmm. not usually like make everything knives or around bullets or anything like that right mm-hmm so Mr. Peanut, like, armed with a knife is really just your worst nightmare. <laughs> he just, like, coats the blade on his shell, and he's like, come here, boy. <laughs> yeah, if he stabbed me with that, I would super die. Yeah, better not to. Or Definitely better not to. Would my, re- would my anaphylaxis seal up the wound? Oh. Depending where he stabbed me, maybe. Huh. Yeah, that's... We'll have to reach out to the medical professionals that listen to the podcast to ask if the inflammation comes from being stabbed with something you're allergic to. I apologize for making this a weirdly violent intro. Yeah, that's all right. But this is a this is just a violent podcast. Yeah, fuck you, guy. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> gonna stab you in, in the taint. Yeah, that's how they get you. Speaking about uh, stabbing somebody in the tank, um, the first thing we were going to talk about, or I put on the list today, was uh, Magic Legends, which is a game I like. I think I put on a list to talk about earlier, but we just throw a bunch of stuff on a list. There's no guarantee we're going to get to it. And if it seems like, eh, we tend to not actually touch on it, right? It's like a to-do list. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. But but in real life, to-do, to-do lists, you accomplish nothing on it, and you push it all to tomorrow. So <laughs> slight differences. Um, and this, we just push most of the stuff off and never cover it. But, um, this one's interesting to me. Uh, have you seen magic legends at all? No, I was actually going to ask about it. I assume it is based off of magic, the gathering, the card game. Yes. Yep. Is it still in a card game type format or it is, is just a universe action RPG akin to Diablo? Oh, so like isometric RPG we're talking. Yeah. Mm hmm all right we, we have some movement downstairs because i i really like isometric rpgs and yeah. the magic the gathering lore in that universe is really fucking cool so the, mm-hmm. the different planes and planes walkers and a very rich backstory yeah they basically like wizards of the coast obviously also owns D and they're just like how do we just make more money okay let's just print a source book for ravnica um there you go done we already had all the content. We didn't like make anything. Just give us money. And people are like, sure. Yeah, we like it. <laughs> um, and I'm like, you can't use this crap in this campaign. I don't know what a mushroom mancer or something is. Nobody, Nobody's getting that. It was a, a druid of the circle of the spore druid is actually what I was thinking of for the nerds. Okay. There. But anyways, uh, Magic Legends uh, is a deck building action RPG where you have like four abilities that come up. Um, I don't think they're always all active. I'm not exactly sure what the system is. And then there's five classes. You also have like an innate ability that's always available. Something you can do like a basic attack or like an auto attack. And then your innate. Um, 
And uh, the way it works is you customize a deck beforehand and you draw those cards into your four ability slots and you go okay. through fighting stuff using those spells, casting those spells that are on the cards, at which point it goes to like your discard pile or whatever. And this, the slot's on cooldown. And when it's finished cooling down, uh, you draw another card from your deck. So basically like... Um, so we were talking about another game. I'm not going to be able to remember the name of it where you kind of like run through a level, picking up cards and casting them for effect. I like magic's implementation a lot more than that. You can actually build your deck to be like, Hey, I want this many copies of this ability. Cause I think casting fireball on a group of enemies is going to be really good, but I probably should have some self healing or something in there. So I'll like throw in these cards. Okay. Um, so it's like Diablo, but everything is really based around how you build your deck. Yes, because your RNG is based on how you tool the deck. Exactly. And like I did, I did see some synergies. So like uh, you might have certain spells that catch enemies on fire and then another card does like double damage to enemies that are on fire. So you're trying to like rotate through your available slots to like cast more of these things with synergies um, while managing, you know, the actual action gameplay of uh, Diablo like fighter. Interesting. I'm watching mm-hmm. the trailer now on the other monitor. Yeah, it looks pretty. Oh, yeah, it's I, I think like as far as feedback is concerned, it's a bit a little more janky than something like Diablo three, just because of the nature of having all of these abilities in rotation. They can only have so much like haptic feedback, um, but not by much. Um, it still looks like it still looks pretty clean, pretty good, pretty action packed. Um, and uh, the progression is a gear that drops there's like not that many gear slots but they could modify like what your abilities do in some ways um so you might be swapping out gear um pretty frequently and then you can get uh, spell fragments to actually upgrade cards in your deck so if you're like i love i really like throwing fireballs but i want to upgrade my like fire elemental summon then maybe you like spend your spell fragments on that. Um, so do you, I guess two things, do you have like a library of cards to yeah. your account or character that you can choose from? Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, I think I, I believe you can just find new cards too. I'm not exactly sure what the card acquisition systems like, but um, from the UI, when I looked at it, it literally just looked like a magic deck builder thing. And the, like the deck had a name. It was like, uh, is it, whatever i'm like okay is i get it, it bullshit yeah. yeah i'm familiar with that one <laughs> um also so yeah, i they, assume there's not mana or the mana uh, equivalents might translate to cooldown there is mana um oh, okay because and the only the only reason i know this is because there's these things called like world modifiers so there's uh multiple difficulties um normal hard expert and massive which is kind of funny to call the hardest i don't know um but each one you go up you get better rewards but there's more like uh the enemies are tougher do more damage have more health whatever the diablo scaling but then there's also world effects which in diablo i guess be akin to the fact that they can have more affixes like these ones are life linked these ones have chains something like that um and these world effects you can craft like yourself and then use for runs um, to increase like the loot to get better stuff. And one of these affixes was um, 
you don't regenerate mana over time. So I think mana is just like a pool, mm-hmm. like an M- MP or whatever. Um, but you generate mana when you do basic attacks. So if you use that sort of like world modifier, um, you have that limitation. You can't like kite without attacking at all. Um, but you get better rewards for using it. It seems like there's a good variety of gameplay for this. Mm-hmm. What color of magic have you been drawn to the most? Like the <laughs> yeah, one time I made you play magic. <laughs> was the one time. So the one time I played magic was black. Um, I think it was black white was the deck I made. Good man. Um, so the the five classes here all kind of have some sort of basic magic association. So there's geomancer, which is like stone and lava melee. There's something called kavu. I don't know what that is. And earth elementals. Uh, Mind Mage, Beast Caller, Sanctifier, and Necromancer. And like Necromancer was basically the the first deck. I'm just, I mean, obviously I'm an Edgelord, so. That's basically. It did seem like, so when they announced Sanctifier, there was mention that like it had support abilities and this does have up to three player co-op. So like, I wonder to what extent they might do some Trinity stuff in there, you know, like have some characters be build your deck more supporty group hug basically in an actual co-op setting perhaps one person doesn't deal damage but helps everybody (laughs) yeah i mean that would be cool there's a lot of potential i i realize it's the fad to deal with cards like have card-based games now um and magic is probably like (laughs) okay (laughs) we're just gonna keep making what we make (laughs) but i mean it does lend some interesting space you're just like oh here's a buff like here's maybe i put a card in my deck that's just like everyone else uh draws cards more quickly for like a minute or something like that you're just like okay let's ramp it up and like burn this for a boss right and then just dump abilities or something i don't know so it seems like from that rant that you're like pretty stoked on it honestly it's interesting it is interesting um i, I think mean, i from... and actually interesting not in a that's interesting podcast oh, response interesting, interesting. yeah I mean, like I said, I do like magic. Um, I like a good isometric RPG. And the mm-hmm. fact that it has co-op... Uh, it makes it much more palatable, right? Yeah. It actually had trading, too. They mentioned that you could... I don't know what, to what extent you could trade, but they said you could trade the um, the world enchantments that make the like the modifiers to the world to get better loot right. um, when you're doing a run. And... If you can trade that, it would kind of be weird if you couldn't trade other things. And so that's got me asking questions about like yeah, what it's this always weird is going to look balancing like. Balancing act for, hey, can we give stuff to a Smurf account mm-hmm. versus, hey, my friend just started playing the game. I don't want to have them start out with like basic ass lightning bolt. Yeah, Can we give them some things so we can play together and have a good time? It's much easier to just disallow trading entirely like MTG Arena. Or like Hearthstone, you're just like, uh, how do we balance the economy? We make it so you can't interact. You can't interact with the economy besides the company store, right? Yeah. Um, and that's not intrinsically wrong, but I do get more interested when the game's like, hey, we're gonna allow players to trade this stuff, and we still have a way to make money. So, yeah, it's <laughs> it keeps you more engaged, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, even back in the days of when I played WoW for, like, one week on my cousin's account, I was actually checking the marketplace to, like, try and find better gear for my troll hunter. Yeah. 
because I'm like, well, what are the odds I'm going to get this in a fucking random drop? Or Diablo. Mm-hmm. Holy yeah. shit. <coughs> I would look for lobby names for specific items all the time. Yeah. I'm like, I need this, please. <laughs> <laughs> and then you offer your trade. Yeah, I remember those times. But yeah, otherwise it's like a a weirdly single player experience. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, Even- obviously this is still multiplayer. It seems like it's instance if you have up to three. Right. But still being able to act with other people in the hub world makes it feel more alive and more of a community. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It'll it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. Like even Diablo three had like they initially had the market, which nobody like the actual cash shop where you could put stuff up for sale and then Blizzard would just take a cut. And that was not super well received. Um and I was removed that from broke the in that people were making a lot of money off of it. Oh, yeah. than Blizzard was. So, I mean, like, I mean, the, Blizzard never took like a hundred percent cut, but the way it worked was like, I played at lunch and, uh-huh. um, there's a really good ring drop. Someone had like a really high stat ring drop for affixes that people cared about. I realized I should maybe describe affix. That's just stats on the item. So like, if you really cared about attack speed and crit, for instance, if that's what were the meta stats, it wouldn't make it a valuable yeah. item. And the maximum you could sell stuff for was 200 US dollars. And those things were selling for 200 US dollars. I think Blizzard took like 20% or something like that. Um, it was it was crazy. There's legitimately people just like not in a sweatshop somewhere farming Diablo items to sell for money. Yeah. Um, and again, it's still wild to me to think about anything like bitcoin or e-currency or outside of the standard this is how you make money nine to five the only thing we were taught growing up yeah but there's a possibility for oh i'm gonna go play a game to make money mm-hmm. and this is like before streaming was a thing fucking yeah. nuts no it's crazy but yeah that, got, that did get removed and they had to rebalance the economy because right now the way it works in diablo is items become untradeable i believe um after a period of time I mean like um, ladder passes. season uh, so I think right now the way it works is you can't just trade uh, items above a certain rarity unless those people were with you in your world when they dropped and then there's Ooh. like a 24 hour cooldown or whatever now we could talk about that change I think on its own because I sort of think it was beneficial because um they also just ramped magic find up like a ridiculous percentage when they did that. Well, I think so people- that's fun. If there's like the odds of somebody playing it, like let's say we were in a party together mm-hmm. and you found a really good cast the item and I'm playing a caster. You're playing more of a bruiser. Yeah. It would make sense. You'd be like, Hey, I found this item that you can use. Here you go. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's high enough that I could really say like, Oh, Jake signing off for the night. I'm going to just play another hour. And I could theoretically find that with good odds. I'm less peeved about it. Yeah. Because otherwise I just feel like RNG just didn't favor me. It favored you. But you don't really have a benefit for it. And now it's just kind of moot. Yeah, they kind of did like they did loot shaping in a way that didn't exist in the previous games too. Because like when the game launched, like anything could drop for anyone. And after they upped Magic Find a bunch and they like removed the shop, they also made it so if items drop, like 90% of those items are going to be class items for your character i like i partially like that mm-hmm. but then i guess i would encourage leveling up with another class 
Yeah. If you wanted, oh, I want specifically necromancer items, but I can't play my paladin anymore because they're not going to find that shit. Yeah. Like you could find items, generic non-class specific items like Mm -hmm. rings or whatever that are still good for different classes. But, you know, if you're playing like witch doctor, you're probably going to find weapons that, you know, it's like summon more toads or whatever witch doctor said. I don't know. It's been years. (laughs) Witch doctor was like the really shitty necromancer, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think one of the reasons necromancer specifically was announced early. Yeah. Well, is it added? Well, I thought it was added in DLC in Diablo 3. It might have been. Oh, yeah. Was it the last expansion? Oh, yeah. yeah. It was DLC. It was standalone DLC. That's right. I was about to Google it, but you're right. Because everyone's like, we like the Necromancer. They're like, hey, any Druid fans out there? They're like, dead quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody plays Werebear. Get out of here. Get out of here, Shark Paws. Druid was coming back for Diablo 4, but Necromancer did make it into 3 finally. At last. Necromon Mon Mon was my Necromancer's name. It's great. I really miss Diablo era because that's where a lot of my peak uh, young guy gaming was. Mm -hmm. But man, I hate how Blizzard as a company is just generally shitty in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But then also on top of that, they like to polish too many edges. Like if you look at WoW as an MMO, it's too smooth and simplistic and I wouldn't go as far as okay. FF14 if I was getting into MMOs. It's just very palatable, almost too palatable. Right. I have a little bit of that edgelord in, my, in me myself. I'm like, give me yes. somewhere they say fuck, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm just looking for I, something a little bit off the beaten path, I guess. I get that. I think there's a certain elusiveness to something that uh, is subversive or disrupts the norm for a game. Something that it's like... I don't really know for this mechanic, but it's so weird, right? Like that I can respect that you put it in your game. Um, yeah. And Blizzard basically as a company doesn't do that. Yeah. They try to perfect genres. Like you could argue forever about their successful, their success within that. But that was a hundred percent what they did with wow. They're just like, take all the good ideas from all these other games and then put them in this polished sort of like perfect game and even if though it wasn't polished and even though it wasn't perfect they incorporate all those good ideas to make like an amalgam a homunculus of mmos that is really approachable um pretty and i mean that they put that in the witch doctor class just saying (laughs) yeah I don't, th- I don't think that they're going to stop doing that anytime soon i mean obviously the warcraft remaster was like not that and was bad by comparison so i don't think that's the answer either right like (laughs) no definitely not but they still came off the back of a lot of good things Mm. and people even to this day even to myself a little bit are still riding some of the coattails of nostalgia right I mean, I I'm I don't consider myself necessarily a Blizzard fanboy, but I am a bit of an apologist because like Starcraft two. I mean, Starcraft two is still just a really good game, like just really good. All of the campaigns were really good. Mm-hmm. Overwatch, I think, like even like people's opinions on loot boxes can change the impression a bit, but like for the value, I've played it more than any other shooter. I think besides perhaps TF two, um, and, and TF2 again. Is garbage. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, TF2 is kind of cheating because we all had that game when we played it like as a teenager, right? Where it's just like you didn't have the option to go buy another game. Yeah. You true. had an online game you played all the time with your friends. Yeah. You you had one group of friends on vent and you got on and you played whatever fucking game it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. But like using Overwatch as an example, it's one of the few shooters I play because I play with people. Right. If people yeah, didn't it, play it. it could be I never fucking else. play it. I don't care right. about it. It's more for like that social interaction because it's too cartoony and vanilla. I like the character I mean, diversity. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. But for me, like there's not enough going on with it. Whereas I know how fucking generic Call of Duty is, right. but Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, holy shit, played so much of that. Right. I mean, I feel like yeah, I they're... shot my argument in the foot immediately. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I was going to shoot it in the, the other foot, but like, I, I, I can get where you're coming from, though. Like, they're very, very different games, right? Overwatch was almost... um almost original i guess i know it was it was actually original i would yeah, give it i would it give is. that to them it was actually original it was like but again it's it's very palatable you could show this to like your parents and be like oh that seems fun right you could show it to a kid or anybody and they're like oh yeah i, I see the appeal right they'll be like i don't know that that tracer emote like has her showing off her butt a little bit call it blizzard get that out of the game i was just <laughs> referencing like the launch controversy where she had an emote or whatever that was taken from the game it was not bad it was not bad it wasn't um, as bad as minecraft steve no that was nothing that bad uh that was reprehensible shame on you nintendo um but the i i mean it was just i, I think it was good value right like and it, it is it does say something about the game that our group of friends who has played for the most part all of these other shooters has picked that as like the community shooter right like it could be something else. Um, but I honestly think that if it wasn't Overwatch, it probably wouldn't actually be a shooter at all. Right. Um, yeah. Cause like we had like a sp- very specific group for things like destiny mm-hmm. for people who wanted to grind out stuff or do some PVP or do raids. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people who are on Overwatch are much more, I want to shoot stuff with friends. Yeah. There and was, it, um... it fits that really well. Cause TF2 is fairly dated, similar type mm-hmm. of game, but outside of land parties, nobody's like, hey, let's do this. Yeah. And Left 4 Dead 2, limited party size. And yeah. again, dated. Yeah, I, I played Left 4 Dead 2 out a lot. It's it's like it's harder to do that as just like a nightly game anymore, I think. Um so I don't know. I think it's I think it's pretty successful. The thing Blizzard does do that I like is um even though they do round off all of those edges, like it makes the game as a whole very approachable. It's hard to find like, here's a group of people that absolutely just would hate the concept of Overwatch. And because of that, it's a really inclusive space. Like we run into toxic people still because there's toxic people all over the place. Oh yeah, all games. And there's all no escaping that on online gaming. It's just, but it's cute it's, now. It's like, yeah. oh, it's, somebody's upset, that's adorable. And it's less prevalent in Overwatch, I think, even though threads still pop up to it for it compared to other like games. 
because people actually get in trouble when they go off in Overwatch, right? Like yeah. most of the time it feels like now. I think it's above 50% of the time if I report somebody for really going off, like I actually get feedback saying, hey, we took action against someone you reported. Good I job. like that that's a thing. Again, this feeds back into the being involved in the community. Because mm-hmm. like in the old days, of just I played a game. Hey, mom, somebody yelled at me. Okay, stop playing the game. Like there was yeah. no, <laughs> there was no recourse at all. But even now, like playing Dota two, not sure if you heard, they have this thing now called Overwatch cases. It's called Overwatch, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. Um, so like I'll get one like, oh, so and so was reported for feeding. Here's some clips from their game. What yeah. do you think? And nine times out of ten, well, out of like the the few I've actually looked into, mm-hmm. it's oh person's not that good at the game but didn't go yeah. out and explicitly fuck up multiple yeah. times it's like they seem to be learning something or be uncomfortable with the hero right so it's but someone nice reported like, them yeah because nice to say the like hey that person toxic. is wrong the yeah. person who was reported is actually probably in the clear mm-hmm. and the person doing the reporting either just lacks awareness or they themselves were toxic right yeah and nine, nine times out of ten they're probably toxic yeah as somebody who's played Dota and still plays Dota, <laughs> right? Nine out of ten people are toxic in the last one's feeding. So, <laughs> yeah, it kind of reminds me of um, when I was a lot younger. Uh, Urban Dictionary. It's still around, but it was more of a thing for a while. There was a, a spike of interest, and I did like uh, editor review on Urban Dictionary. So people would submit terms and stuff like that. And I'd go through and I'd be like, this isn't a real term. This is this could be real. This isn't a real term. <laughs> um, I did that for like a brief period of time before I realized like everything's a fake sex term. There's there's no there's no nothing else on Urban Dictionary. Yes. So and was this time when you were like. in around middle school or high school? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything that I learned about sex, quote unquote, was like during that time. All those crazy positions that were like fucking made up. And it's like, right. who who would do that? Which it's a lot this easier one. to spot now looking back. But at the time you're just like, huh, I guess I just, I don't know. And I guess that's what people do. Yeah. It's like for this position, you need to be at the event horizon of a black hole. And I'm like, I don't really know that much about, hole, about black holes. So <laughs> I guess a proof, you know, I, w- I would hate to uh, keep a real term from showing up on this site. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's pretty I, ridiculous. I thought of like three, but I'm not going to list them on this podcast. It'll <laughs> be in my other podcast. Um, That's fair. There was a couple I really liked. It was like a Star Wars definition. Uh, it was The definition was the tale of the dysfunctional Skywalker family. This is like before, I guess, the prequels or whatever. Yeah. But I was like, That's concise. That's pretty good. Even the prequels fall into that. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to go through urban dictionary terms, but <laughs> I think like whole thing. community review can be good for that though. You just get some no lifers to just like sit at their computer and do it forever. And you just don't take the key is to not take one person's opinion, right? You're not just like let one person actually be the decider, have multiple oh, people no. decide. That's in general how things are done with fucking actual quorums. Like mm-hmm. if I said, Hey Jake, you're being an asshole. And you don't value like, my opinion, so. Care. <laughs> right. But if like three people in our like friend group said it, you'd be like, "Oh, that's probably like an actual thing, right?" Be like, "How much is Dave paying these people?" <laughs> 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 no, 
not that much um <laughs> but yeah it in general decisions should probably be made by a group of people versus one person who has a very one-sided view of things yeah and that's why i'm gonna you know check out reviews and stuff when uh, magic legends comes out before i uh, you know spend all of my life savings yeah. on loot boxes and I'm gonna wait or whatever for the game to play has. it before i even look at it <laughs> that's probably fair most and games I actually like to, i feel like i like to have some degree of you definitely get some credit i'm not taking that from you uh-huh. but i like to have at least one or some friends check mm-hmm. out a thing that i'm kind of on the fence about if i'm gung-ho about it i will not wait i will pick yeah. it up and be that person i think but i, I really, can easily get three for this though if it's free to play especially just oh, like yeah, yeah. three people drop go i didn't realize it was free to play I didn't realize either. I'm just saying if it is magic. Legends I'm going to, I'm going to spend $5 on a cool cosmetic in that calling it now. It is free to play. Um, it apparently launches on March 23rd. That looks a calendar. Oh, so that is, that is two days after this podcast comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Bye now. Bye now. Yeah. What have you been playing recently, by the way? I was just I just wanted to thank our first sponsor. I wish I wish I rolls were audible. 30, 30 uh, seven minutes of content. What have I been playing? Uh, Loop Hero and Satisfactory. Can we pick the one that I want to talk about? <laughs> sure. So, so Satisfactory. satisfactory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a good joke. Um, so yeah, I saw you started playing Loop Hero. I think I watched you play for like an hour on Discord. Mm-hmm. And initially, it was linked to me, and it didn't seem that appealing. Mm-hmm. But then watching you play and seeing like the simplicity, but also seeing like the the cute styling and how like again very simple but entertaining it was. Yeah, I got a little bit hooked just from watching. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's very difficult to like genre put it in because it feels kind of like an old arcade game, both like in pixel style and music and it's like new retro is probably the way to put it right like it has some of the fidelity of all of the new graphics and and music Mm -hmm. but they like it's just tailored to to look that way and sound that way they still have like the modern trappings of 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 a new game and um i don't know it's 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 difficult to like go into a lot of detail about it. it's like you get cards by killing enemies and you spend those cards to like rebuild the world. And then that changes the enemies you encounter and the terrain you pass and yeah. your character's yeah, stats. That makes sense. There you go. That's the game. And then you fight a boss usually at the end of a loop. But what's, what's fun is you can kind of tool your deck and get like passive upgrades as mm-hmm. you make progression in the game to help your runs but the run literally is just a loop. And then depending on how you spend your cards or where you place them, it will affect your run. Yeah. So if you build rocks, which give you more max health, cool. If you build 10 rocks, it's like, all right, we're going to spawn a goblin camp Mm because you're taking the rocks and other stuff like that. So things will get harder per loop, but also as you place things that give you resources, Nine times out of ten, you will. There will also be the drawback of having enemies. Yes, but usually yeah. you want to kill enemies, so it's like this fun balancing act of: Will How I not die this run? <laughs> yeah, right. 
like if you never place any cards that would add enemies, then you would only ever face slimes, basically. But they like become possible. really difficult slimes at a point. <laughs> yeah. Every time, so you're you're working on a circular track. It's not like a circle, but a loop with a campfire. And every time you complete a loop, the enemies get stronger. And you have to place so many cards to get the boss to spawn in. You're filling a boss meter at the top by placing cards. Um, So there's an actual strategy to try to place as many cards as quickly as possible so that when the boss spawns in, it's weak compared to um, waiting several loops for it to get stronger. But you're getting stronger too. You're getting equipment. You're getting better stats through placing cards. So, Also, every time I play it, or I talk to somebody, I learn like a little new nuance mechanic mm-hmm. or like way to kind of like cheat the system. So yeah. like when Jake was talking about the boss, when the boss spawns, um, it also gets bonus health and damage based on how many liches temples tiles are around it. So mm-hmm. that'll spawn on the campfire. Yep. But uh, if you place items around the campfire, like, hey, there'll be structures here. Those items, those liches palaces tiles can't spawn. Yep. Ah, mm-hmm. I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> I was talking to Slug the other day in the other Discord, and I was like, hey, what's a good way to farm this item? He's like, oh, once you build a mountain range, which is you build nine mountains or stones in you know, a square formation, mm-hmm. and that transforms, oh, destroy one of them, then place another rock. Congratulations, you just got 12 more of that resource. I'm like, holy shit, I never would have thought of that. Huh. See, Jake just learned something and he's been playing more than I have. So like, that's a really cool thing about the game is it has these unique little interactions that you discover or find out from other people. Yeah. But it it helps manipulate your run. Yeah. So part of that discovery, I think, is really fun for me, at least. And it took me a while to beat it. I did actually ultimately beat it. Oh, nice. Um, And I haven't beaten the second. (laughs) That's fair. So, like, I have strategies I know are really good, but, like, I don't think that they're necessarily the best strategy. Well, actually, I do. I do actually think that they're pretty close (laughs) to the best strategies. Near um, perfect. (laughs) But um, you can build your character in, like, several different ways. And, like, something the bosses often do is they'll introduce... Each of them has a mechanic that will be particularly punishing if you did not expect it. Like, so the Lich's Temple, for instance, each of those temples that gets placed gives them 5% damage and health, I think. Yeah. It's a damage and something else. Um, and so, like, you can build around that and just, like, make the boss weaker. There you go. You've you've got an advantage that can help you get over, like, actually fighting this guy that hits pretty hard, right? Um, but there's other classes, like, for the main character that can completely change the way that you play the game too um and i don't know maybe we should have an episode on it at some point i feel like i feel like i could talk about it for a while (laughs) yeah there's a lot of little nuances there that we could delve into Mm -hmm. sorry i was just trying to ask about your life (laughs) yeah so satisfactory you never call me your father anymore (laughs) you never call me your father anymore (laughs) please don't ever do that (laughs) yeah um but no it's it's kind of the um it sold really well loop hero um and five million copies not that many but <laughs> at least at least over half half uh, half a million i think um when i saw the the sales and 
yeah, it's overwhelmingly positive. If that sounds interesting at all, like pick it up. It's 15 bucks retail, like not without a sale. So I think we got it for like 12. Mm-hmm. It was on a sale, I think, when it launched. So I think even at base price, it's worth picking up. Mm-hmm. But it's not absolutely perfect. I do have some gripes with it, but those are minor compared to how good I think it is overall. And tune into the for the episode if you want to hear me talk about the store. <laughs> 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 or if you don't want to hear me, skip that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Writes that on backlog loop hero question mark. <laughs> right. Um man, those are all really good topics. Like nice, easy to transition into topics. Nothing like uh how NVIDIA released the RTX uh 3060 graphics card. And one thing they did that was interesting, because cryptocurrency mining is like terrible for computer parts availability. Yeah, in that it's nobody we know really has anything outside of like three people who yeah. tried really hard and spent the time. Exactly, and probably knew a guy and probably gave like a handy in a parking lot or something like that in order to actually get the details necessary to find out where like a graphics card would show up. I would not accuse any of our friends of doing that. I but would they accuse at least some knew- of our friends of giving <laughs> handies in parking lots, hand, hands down. <laughs> Uh, either yeah, please hands, <laughs> please hands down no uh, but i would i would accuse some of our friends of knowing people that did at least so um anyways nvidia was like hey let's try to like get some of that gamer rep or whatever gamers rise up i guess to by making it so um there's a rate limiter for hashing on these cards it would impact the 3060 or the three yeah, the 3060 and a, another card that's coming out that's going to be like higher range. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it's more difficult to mine Ethereum, which is like the hotness right now. One of the hotnesses. One of the newer e-currencies. Yeah, because Bitcoin is getting increasingly more difficult to mine out of design of the system and the currency. But Ethereum is still more profitable. Um, and they're like, great, here you go. And... Then they accidentally released a dev driver that just completely disables the protection against hashing. And they took it down like quickly, but the driver is still out there, which means it's permanently out there (laughs) and they accomplished nothing. Well, (laughs) (laughs) why were they specifically trying to do that just to... I guess, increase availability for other people who are not mining. Yeah, it's there's more than just a perception. Like, so they were literally accused of having paper launches when the RTX 3000 series came out, which is the term where it's like, we say that the release date's going to be this date, but we don't actually have any supply. Yeah, And there's multiple reasons that there's less supply. Obviously, the global pandemic impacted manufacturing. But the other issue is just like, people were buying crate like pallets of these graphics cards to use for cryptocurrency mining. And so like people who wanted to just build one computer uh, had a much harder time getting these cards and they'd have to like spend twice the price on eBay. So NVIDIA is like, let's earn back some goodwill, right? Uh, By being like, you can't mine with this card nearly as well. Let the gamers have this one. And then they release the dev driver. Whoops. <laughs> it really feels like 
at least for the, the past year, year and a half, a lot of things have been very first come first served mm-hmm. where if you're in the know about something, you immediately have advantage. So yeah. obviously there's the case of these graphics cards. PlayStation 5 is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking vaccines seems to be another one that's really mm-hmm. not literally getting under my skin. I'm already good <laughs> temporarily, but like... Right, because they get under your skin. <laughs> yeah. But like my thing, I looked into through work. But mm-hmm. everyone else who I talked to, they're like calling around trying to find like, oh, will this pharmacy do it? And right. like some people can just like call and get it in. And that's awesome that they can. I want everybody to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, for the people who want it and need it, but then don't have the option because they did, weren't awake at the right time or online at the right time, or just it didn't pan out exactly in the timing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Obviously, yeah. much more so with the vaccine than electronics. But right. Graphics it, card matters just a little bit more. Just a little, a little bit. A little. It's close. It's close. I'll take Corona if I can get a third. Come on, come on. <laughs> a lot of people probably would have. <laughs> Two weeks at home? Yeah. I'll be playing my games. I'm not spending, you know, $1,700 on the $700 graphics card or whatever nonsense it is. It's, yeah. it's pretty crazy. Um, but like, even if you remember back to... You guys went to MAGFest one year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The year that Critical Role did not show up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no i'm not, I'm not bitter about that that was that was a side time <laughs> no i'm just kidding it's it was just funny because they showed up the year before we went yeah we showed up one year and then i was like i don't know it was kind of really draining up. or whatever and then they showed up again yeah. i was like oh, yep okay that is how that goes with magfest but thank you mr mercer magfest Friend of the also show. matt mercer <laughs> i did meet him for what That's i suppose great. um yeah. he signed i got a book that you guys got signed for me so that was nice yeah. i really appreciate that but like even magfest always had a notorious like can we actually get hotels because mm-hmm. you had like the magfest lottery um we'd all message each other around the time that like the site was going to be up and try and get in and have one friend be like for the group of friends could we get a hotel room how many people yeah. could we fit in there mm-hmm. because with conventions especially multi-day it sucks to be fucking miles away you have to get a taxi or yeah. even if you're just like a hotel down the thing because you then have to like haul all your stuff it's just it's much easier if you're at a thing to be able to sleep at the thing and right. have a room to go to if you're like hey too many people want to do it but again like a lot of those lottery systems are just like hey did you look in cool mm-hmm. i mean a lottery would actually be more fair that's part of the issue. They've is had like, variations of the implementation for hotel booking. A lottery was yeah. one of them. Because mm-hmm. like Newegg actually did lottery for graphics cards. They're like, hey, if you get a ticket, you can buy some of the limited stock that we have. And what's funny is that's way more fair than competing against people that are using bots to instantly buy things yeah, as soon sure. as they come back in stock. Um, but I don't know. I... I wish there's more availability for a lot of things in general. Mm-hmm. And it just sucks if you're on the end of, I wasn't able to get thing because I wasn't given somebody. Priority. <laughs> one other guy bought all of them. <laughs> Who bought all the vaccines in a PS5? Yeah. On the other side of the coin is just an aside I thought was funny while I was looking at this. Uh, MSI 
MSI, which is like a hardware manufacturer, they published a blog for one of their laptops talking about how good it was at mining cryptocurrency. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is an evil act. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so, so anyways, the world's fun. Do you ever see those commercials for gaming computers? Or just like, like gaming setups in general? Alienware is one of them. Mm-hmm. there's another one that's like gaming is the future or it's not alienware but it's another like why the fuck would you name it that right gamestop power to the players how how do you take those how do you react <laughs> to those as a gamer i mean so pretty much anything marketed toward gamers is like super cringeworthy yeah there's not really any other way to put that i think i think that's usually the case if you've got a food and it's marketed toward gamers it's not healthy and it's cringeworthy (laughs) if you got a drink it's not healthy and it's cringeworthy yeah if you've got a game you might be able to market that towards gamers without like going crazy but anything else it really feels like we don't understand this group but how are you doing fellow kids (laughs) right yeah it's it's always i felt like i've had this running theory mainly with like beer commercials a lot of the beers that i've enjoyed drinking you don't see fucking commercials for Mm -hmm. like you see it in a store you'll see it at a restaurant you're like i've tried it i like it i know what i like and a lot of it is just like reputation or word of mouth right so like for the games i feel like you could just have a trailer and if people were interested people jump on the bandwagon simple as that nobody's like making all these specific like hey check these out trailers outside of like really high budget triple a games where they kind of want to get an outside demographic yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i don't think i've ever really seen a trailer for a game that i cared about that might just be true kind of or so sorry on tv or yeah. like outside of outside of like, like e3 or other type of yeah exactly award shows um, or gaming conventions where it's meant to be displayed <laughs> exactly I guess, like I, i've never seen a trailer for a game <laughs> that i cared about hot take don't, don't check <laughs> our end of the year stuff please thanks uh, <laughs> um yeah basically if they have that much money that they're trying that hard like i, I don't really care yeah i, Wor- I don't world like of the warcraft actually of- it was one of the first ones. They had it in office spoof. Yeah. And they also got like celebrities in there. Like remember when mm-hmm. Mr. T was like, I play this Torin or something. <laughs> yeah. I play a female night elf. <laughs> You're just like, okay, Mr. T. <laughs> yeah. I didn't hate those, I guess. Mm-hmm. I uh, mean, I don't, those I don't ones like kind being of, they, sold they, shit. Yeah. Let me buy the stuff that I want. Don't try and sell it to me. Because as soon as somebody starts to say like, hey, do you want this thing? I immediately yeah. get like, I kind of pull back. Instinctively. I mean, you could you could take any mobile game advertisement and then just like wash it down the drain, right? They're all like within the same vein of repetitive, never actually showing gameplay because it's a phone game. There is no gameplay. <laughs> like just show animations and stuff and call it a day. Jake, I'm, I, we, we can edit this out, but... Raid Shadow Legends is one of our sponsors. So. Oh no! Are they a mobile game? <laughs> <laughs> I I only play Raid Shadow Legends when it's an advertisement in front of a YouTube video. <laughs> I play it even when I'm pooping, <laughs> especially when I'm pooping. <laughs> yeah, 
actually like to kind of just, you know, focus, concentrate, not be distracted by the material world. Hmm. I don't. <laughs> I, I need material, the material world to distract me from the immaterial world. <laughs> Emotions. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. That can be its own episode, too. Emotions. The episode. <laughs> Stares distantly in, through monitor. Uh, yeah. Also staring distantly through the monitor. I had a couple other things. Some of these I'm going to drop points I didn't care about or I cared less about. Um, we played Dying Light 1, had an episode on it. Dying Light 2 is apparently, it was announced in 2018. So that was a while ago. That's a little, little while. We um, did talk about that briefly. It might have been mm-hmm. just at the tail end of 1 before 2 was even announced. Yeah. And uh, they were supposed to release it in 2020. Ooh, that's a little while ago. Mm. And uh, they lost a lead writer. Uh, sources were calling the development total chaos. And the studio disagrees and says they just announced it too early. Boom. Here's the evidence. Put this Put this right next to Cyberpunk. Just be like, boom, Cyberpunk 2077. Boom, Dying Light 2. One of those, significantly bigger for many more people than Dying Light 2. <laughs> but uh, just don't announce your game so early. Stop doing that. Hey, guys, I have a new podcast coming out in six months. <laughs> TBD. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be funny, though, if you actually follow through on that. You <laughs> just have a different podcast in six months. I mean, I've, I've talked with people about possibility of just mm-hmm. other things just because I think people like to have creative outlets. And this is like mm-hmm. a fun one. And it's not super crazy to do. <laughs> right. It doesn't require any skill or effort. Yeah. Talent. (laughs) (laughs) We are currently experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. How's it going, everyone? Uh, we're just back from technical difficulties. Uh, so our recording got paused in the middle. We lost ourselves. We made sure we didn't lose everything. Um, that's it. I don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, me neither. We can probably end it here, honestly. Sure. All right. Well, if uh, <laughs> you guys have any ideas about how better to uh, end a podcast, topics to end on, things like that, you could send those ideas in to soapstonepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can join the discussion on Facebook um, where I don't know. That's uh, facebook.com slash Slopestone Podcast, though. And as always, we'll see you in the next one. Unless there's technical difficulties. Yeah, I actually don't know anymore.